The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Applegar. It's Alright, alright, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, my late co-host, <laughs> AJ Abagarth. Late, late as usual, super spiky <laughs> my <hair>. co-host. <laughs> um, Sorry, bro, I had to get my hair wilding out. Just, apparently, uh, just right. man, did you like do uh, that on purpose tonight? I don't understand how that happened. I did, yeah. Got a little right. blowout going on. Sure, man. You got got do you. Got do you. Um, okay. Whatever good. works, man. All right, man. Uh, yeah, Scott's already <laughs> mentioning on <laughs> that. Hate that hair, AJ washing his hair. Yeah, nice, uh, nice, nice chime in there, Scott. Appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it's funny stuff. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, so tonight is a little bit different of a show. Uh, Thanksgiving. We're doing it on Tuesday. Uh, you know, I didn't want to do it on Wednesday. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be all tired trying to cook on Thursday. First time I'm cooking Thanksgiving dinner, and definitely weren't going to do it on Thanksgiving night. So um, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out, and uh, we're gonna do it now. Um, pull up the agenda here. Yeah, we we have a. Uh, you don't have the jersey hanging behind you, but uh, we're doing a the Kenny Galladay giveaway signed oh. jersey. This yeah. one, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that one, baby. Still uh, that will be soon. Uh, but for anybody new to us, uh, please subscribe, follow us on YouTube, Periscope, wherever you're listening to us or watching us. We definitely appreciate it. And um, yeah, I think we should just cut right into our beer of the week. What do you think? Yes, thirsty. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm, beer. All right, man. I got mine, but uh, I will let you do the honors. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. I uh, picked up some new brews tonight, um, nice. and I am drinking uh, nothing super heavy, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. a Cano Bliss IPA Resinous from Oscar Blues Brewing. Solid, solid. This is choice. their Hazy India Pale Ale, 7.2 percenter. I'm guessing with the resinous, it's more of a dank type beer. So I'm about to find out. And yeah, I don't know if I've ever the resin. I've know. had their normal one. I don't know if I've had their like residence one. I don't know what that actually means. Show me the can. It's different. It's not yellow. Mm. The other one's yellow and blue. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's no, totally... I got I got some of those too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's totally. That's totally different. Yeah, they have so, they have any, a couple of different variations. Any good? Kind of bliss. Yeah, it's very good. It's uh. It's really smooth, actually. A um, little piney. Yeah, it's good. I like it. All right. So I am drinking. Sorry, I'm looking down, guys. I'm trying to post everything on uh, on Twitter with, without without having my computer available. I'm having to try to do everything on the computer um, or on the phone. 
So I'm drinking an Aslan Brewing Company. Uh, I've had a few of these on the show. This one I was given by a friend, and uh, it is one hell of a beer, dude. It is a it's the Triple Orange Starfish, Triple India Pale Ale, twelve percenter. I'll tell you though, I've had some triples, and man, they taste strong. They feel strong. This one's smooth. Like it, it's gonna be scary. Like if if I didn't have the show, I was trying to sip it on the whole time. It might go down in like twenty minutes. Type of good smooth, man. It is uh, it is that good. So I give it a four. 0.75 i probably could have given it a five man it's like that good uh on untapped so cheers to you and uh happy thanksgiving yes happy to thanksgiving everybody else listening hope you make it to the question <laughs> um, yeah we, we'll, we'll get there we'll get there uh so we're gonna skip advice column like at this point in the season it's week 12 you guys have made it this far set your lineups do your thing. There's not a whole lot else to give you advice on, right? Um, you know, it, what I would just wanted to kind of go through, because it's also early, there's a little bit more of like reaction that we can give from from week 11. And so that's kind of what we're going to do here. First and foremost, though, we're going to talk about the Taysom Hill losing his tight end eligibility on ESPN. And excuse me while I take the floor. You can just start drinking your beer, AJ, because this is going. This might be a while, man. I, I dude, ow, look, ow. Okay. Let, let's right. let's be let's be real. ESPN should have never ever given Taysom Hill tight end eligibility in the first place. Like I sort of I sort of get the idea, right? Um, but at the same time, man, like. You, he was listed as a quarterback on the roster for the Saints. No, I get he's a gadget player, and if anybody's ever going to try to use him, then you have to put him on. Uh, then, then you have to put him in a position where people can possibly use him. But nobody was legitimately using him because he was going to get you. I mean, not that it's different from any other tight end in any any given week, right? But he was going to give you what two points one week and maybe eleven the next. But, like, it just it didn't make any damn sense. Like, there was no logical reason why he was getting that position, at least in baseball, right? Like, baseball, right? You, you have position eligibility based on previous years, innings played or games played at a certain position. Sometimes sites get it wrong. In ESPN's rule book, by the way, it says, we do not change position eligibility once the season starts. Then they added an asterisk. Oh, we we are allowed to change this at any given time. So why put the rule in in the first place? <laughs> Basically, it was the Taysom Hill rule. They knew that yeah. this was a possibility that you know Breeze was going to go out, Hill was going to go in, and I get it. Like I, I get those people who like, oh look, a guy in my league picked up Taysom Hill and throwed him in his tight end position, and you know this is now going to stop him from just running house on the rest of the league. It's two more weeks probably. Like he's not going to win the league because of it. He could get into the playoffs because of it or whatever. But look, my thing is like ESPN, you screwed up. You shouldn't have given him tight end position in the first place. You need to own up on it and just roll with it. Make it happen. Look, look, look I'll, I'll say this too. I think it was two years ago in 2018. I think it was Jalen Samuels for the Steelers. Remember him? He ended up yeah. becoming the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He had tight end eligibility on Yahoo. 
At least Yahoo. I know that for a fact because I picked him up and started him and won the damn league that year. <laughs> I was getting running back points out of my tight end. It was ridiculous. And I was just steamrolling. I was the number five seed going into the playoffs and won pretty much single-handedly because of it. So I get it that the Taysom Hill thing, especially with quarterback points, if he ends up starting the rest of the year for whatever reason, could legitimately just you know, upend leagues, you know, it would, it would totally change everything, but look, that's going to happen regardless of random injuries, right? Like I, I, I just really don't like the way that ESPN did this. And the last point I'm going to make on it is that because the biggest reason why I don't like it is because look, people who are in maybe shallower leagues or, or, or whatever, or just don't know a whole lot better possibly drop somebody very useful. I'm not saying they dropped like a top 10 player at the position, a top five player at the position. Nobody's doing that business to pick up Taysom Hill uh, just to start a major tight end. But somebody could have dropped their, you know, their legit starting tight end thinking, oh, I've got a, I've got a quarterback playing tight end for the next three weeks. I'll, I'll deal with this guy. Like, nobody's dropping Kelsey. Nobody's doing that crap. If they are, like, you got problems. Uh, but, you know, Say you're streaming tight end and you've got maybe the top top tier of the streaming tight end guy right now. You drop that guy to go get Taysom Hill because you could throw him in your ladder for the next three weeks and you're going to deal with it, whatever comes back to you. Well, now one week later, you're now you're having to go for the scraps? Like, that sucks. Um, so, again, lineup decisions were made. And that's the thing that bothers me the most, actually, is like lineup decisions were made thinking he could have had this eligibility for three at least three weeks and now he doesn't now he had it for one week because espn well our morals say that we shouldn't give it to him then why do you give it to him in the first place that's where i'm at with this and it totally pisses me off and it's a reason why i've i've i only have one league on espn and it's like my family league and because if i try to move i think i'd lose all of them if i tried to move leagues they're comfortable with espn but otherwise i'd be out i've been off at espn forever they're their baseball is what actually what knocked me off of them a long a long time ago because they tried to start baseball in like the second week of March and I couldn't do any of my keeper stuff. I'm like, I need to draft in two weeks. I need to move. I gotta do something. So like, you know, whatever. I get it, it's free. And so maybe they're putting a lot of money into it, but you've got millions of customers. You need to figure something out. I don't know. What's your thoughts yeah. on this, man? I'm gonna take a sip. Well, I'm thirsty. Yeah, you've been uh been drying out that mouth there for a little bit so uh sorry kick back some of that 12 percenter yeah, and uh I need to take it easy chill a minute <laughs> um yeah i agree with the fact that it was really i'm trying to think of the right word i don't want to say stupid uh careless might be good to just to be nice give him right sure. eligibility sure. to begin with careless would be um and then to just come back and rewrite your rules how often do we preach do not change rules in the middle of a season right all the time i mean i was guilty of it this year in trying to do it but putting (laughs) it in in you know to a vote um if it's a vote that passes unanimously okay fine it didn't pass unanimously because there's people in my league who agree with our general principle of don't change shit in the middle of the season. ESPN is 
I, they're not even a monopoly of fantasy anymore. They're nowhere even close. No, and, but they are one of the leaders. Like they're a, absolutely they are absolutely. a place that people think of first when you think of football, sports, yep. fantasy. Regardless, you know, as much as people want to hate on them, uh, they are they are still a go to. I mean, they've got Monday Night Football for Christ's sake. Are. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not going to get rid of ESPN from it, but I don't have any leagues with them anymore since I moved my home league off to Sleeper last year, and I don't have any issues with that. I'm very happy to not be on ESPN. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was a very uh, a mismanaged move from the beginning, but then for them to come back out and say, oh, well, we're only going to do it for this week, and then we're changing them out. Look at all of your other sports that you have where people gain position eligibility. Think of relief pitchers in mm-hmm. baseball who oh, gain so starter garbage. eligibility. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, the, yeah, dude, that's a perfect example. I love that. I love that, man. It's the it's the best. I mean, that's what I was just going to go. Uh, Matt Barry had something out on, on Twitter earlier about the, the change, and there was like 3,000 some odd comments when I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, or someone's probably already brought this point up. And there were several people that did. But that's the first thing I thought of. Okay, well, in baseball, one of my go-tos in the league that I, I played in on ESPN was finding a relief pitcher who gained starter eligibility right. and plugging him in a starter spot. In a point because we had five starters and two relievers. We didn't just have P spots for pitchers. Mm -hmm. So you go and you find, especially a guy like two, maybe three years ago. Now, Araldus Chapman had starter eligibility when he was supposed (laughs) to be a starter coming into the season. Uh, I blew like an eighth round draft pick on him because uh, I knew that he was just going to sit in a starter spot every day for me. And, and it was phenomenal. Um, but you don't you don't take away the eligibility. You don't take away the eligibility decide. that they ultimately aren't using anymore. And that's what's, yeah. then that's what it's gets me there. on this. It's like, yeah, so that's a per- I didn't even think of that. That's a perfect example. The baseball thing, man, with the pitchers moving from relievers to starters is, is crazy, especially in a points league, right, where you can sub in a starter in a reliever spot because and and look look ESPN Yahoo none of these sites do it. They don't go oh well we're gonna take away the reliever eligibility. None of them do it, but now ESPN is doing it with Taysom Hill. Yeah. I don't. It just seems crazy to me, man. Um, but we need to move on. Uh, I could I could talk on this for a long time. I feel like so we're just gonna move on. Next up, man, it's what here everybody is here waiting for um, <clears throat> the Kenny Galladay giveaway. We got our trivia question. AJ, uh, put it up, and I will. I will. Hey, real quick before you do it, I will throw the link out on. Uh, Periscope and YouTube, so you guys for for the it's a Twitter it's a Twitter link. So you guys make sure you follow it or, or re- respond to my tweet there, and then uh, that that's how you will enter to win. All right. Well, the question is in our agenda, but let me do the build up uh, behind it. So um, that being said, it is clearly. Turkey Day weekend. Um, we're in the spirit of giving. Sorry, trying to figure this out. And <laughs> the one team that's always on the docket for the 1230 game is 
the Detroit Lions. Funny that we have a Kenny Galladay jersey to give away. Man, who's he play for again? Bears? Tigers? No. Lions. Okay, great. Lions, so, Tigers, the Bears? Oh, my. That's good. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Lions, Tigers, and jerseys. Oh, my. Bears are Chicago, dude. Come Never on. Done. Nobody, nobody cares about the same. All right. <laughs> so, Mr. Galladay uh, has officially been in the league since 2017. He has played in three Turkey Day games so far. Uh, last year, he had his best game, obviously, going 158 yards, one touchdown, had 96% of the snap share, which was 71 snaps. Pretty solid. You know, four receptions, 158 yards. That's a good day. Uh, yes. Five, yes, five targets. A huge, huge one yep. big play that did it with a – Backup quarterback. Yes, exactly. We'll take it. So that was against those Chicago Bears. Uh, Twenty eighteen again against the Bears. Uh, they lost sixteen to twenty three. Had a one more reception, a few more targets with eight. Um, managed ninety yards. Okay, ninety eight percent snap share with sixty five snaps, no touchdowns. And then his first year. Against Minnesota, they lost again, 20-23. to 23, Only two receptions, four targets, and 61 yards. No touchdowns. Um, and a 68% share. But rookie season, okay, not a big deal. So, again, clearly last year was his big game with, mm-hmm. with the, his only touchdown on Turkey Day. Um, and that was also a loss to the Bears. So Detroit has yet to win a game on Thanksgiving with Kenny Galladay in their lineup. That will not continue this year um, because Kenny Galladay will most likely not be in the lineup, unfortunately. Yeah. So he will not be able to build on that touchdown total. So that brings us to the million dollar, just kidding, free jersey giveaway. Um, how many touchdowns has Kenny Galladay scored on Thanksgiving? All right. All right. Rest in peace. All right. Uh, so yeah. So anybody watching, uh, respond to that tweet I put in the link in the chat links. Uh, it's also on my Twitter. Um, respond to that tweet with the the correct answer. The first ten that get the correct answer will be entered into a drawing. We're going to use the uh, the one hundred yards dash what uh, tool, whatever you call it, site uh, to get the winner at the end. That's what we did for the Devontae Adams one about a month ago, um, and then. You must be following either myself or AJ. One of us has to be able to DM you because we need your address, obviously. We need to be able to send it to you. Or AJ does. AJ is the one sending the jersey. So uh, yes, just make sure I you're following at least one. one of us. That's that's the important thing. Um, but uh, good luck to everybody. And uh, let's, let's move on, man. So we're back to Taysom Hill. Uh, no no more angry notes here. Uh, good good notes here from Taysom Hill. He he subbed in for Drew Brees. And, you know, look, I, I didn't really know what to expect from him. I, I I kind of thought, you know, at least fantasy-wise, his floor was pretty good because 
he ran, right? I thought maybe 60, 70 yards rushing. He only got 51, but he, he actually caught or, or you know, had, um, excuse me, uh, a bunch of, you know, a bunch of yards throwing. Um, I think it, he scored over like 20 fantasy points, 21 to 24, depending on your, your scoring format. So um, it, it pretty good day for him. Now, granted, it was the Atlanta defense, but, you know, Look, a 30-year-old quarterback who's never started a game. <laughs> He's thrown like 11 passes in his career or something crazy like that. This It was a total unknown game. Uh, the, the one thing I'll say is you know, let's look over, maybe not to Taysom Hill going forward. Like I don't know, Taysom Hill still like, maybe he's in streaming category at this point, right? But Michael Thomas, he caught nine of his 12 targets and actually half of Hill's completions. <laughs> so he was just peppering. Michael Thomas the entire game. You know, Michael Thomas was just doing his little short slant routes that seemed like all game, and it was working. Now, granted, again, Atlanta. Um, but, I mean, like, we, we, we've seen Michael Thomas play a few weeks, even with Breeze, once he returned, and it wasn't very good. So are, are we having a little bit more confidence with Michael Thomas, especially now they had a good game with Hill? I think so. Um, I mean, it's it's hard to say where's he been all season with Drew Brees. And it's like, he's been injured. What do you expect? I mean, he's not going to be in that great of a rhythm. Yes. He knows the plays. Yes. He knows the routes. He knows what Drew Brees is used to doing, which is usually looking for him. Um, They had a crazy record breaking season last year. We all knew that wasn't going to happen again this year. Uh, But yeah, I mean, in the games that he has played with Breeze, there's been nothing there. So, you know, it was, I don't know, like a ridiculous amount of regression um, for what we saw. But again, I think the injuries played a lot into that. Um, I think maybe he's finally healthy um, and this game shows it, you know. So I- I'm I'm excited for what's to come with him and, uh, and Taysom together. If it's going to be more of the same, uh, you know, we're going to get the Michael Thomas that people drafted in the first round for the rest of the season, finally. And this is when it really counts. Um, yeah. Playoffs. So if you made it to the playoffs or are almost in the playoffs, in contention, whatever you want to call it, uh, going into week 12 here, this is basically your, you know, primer to the primer week. Um, you just got to win these last couple of games. Um and and push forward. So hopefully he's he's back with it and can produce like we know he can and has in the past. Yeah, and uh, Eric G on on YouTube just reminded me that they actually get Atlanta again. So uh, <laughs> could, we could at least get one more good game out of him. But I think we're gonna get more. I agree with you. Um. Uh, let's see here, Kamara though, <sighs> dude. Um, I, I'm kind of, I don't know. To me, man, I'm, I'm worried. Like he had 13 carries and that's awesome. Um, but he didn't, he only saw one target. I mean, that's not what you expect when you get Kamara, right? You're expecting like what? Six, seven, eight, ten targets sometimes from Kamara. You got one. I don't know if it was game plan or if Hill just wasn't looking his way. Like, 
Hill, this is the one thing I got to say about Hill, and maybe teams will catch on to this, right? Is He's got one read. One read run. One read run. One read run. And that might be his thing. Uh, and it just so happened that the one read, now I, I think a little bit in the beginning of the game, we saw Hill struggling a little bit. He was trying to go deep. I think Sean Payton was trying to open up the offense a little bit, get Atlanta thinking and things like that. And then you saw him just, you know, one read with Michael Thomas, one read with Michael Thomas. That's why he got 12 targets and it worked. Um, but that one read wasn't Kamara and maybe it changes next game. Sean Payton's smart. So maybe he'll figure some things out, but you do have to worry about that. Like breeze can go, well, one, two, three Kamara or one, two Kamara or even one Kamara. Maybe Hill can't do that. So do we worry about Kamara while Hill is there under center? I don't think we can worry about Kamara. I mean, he's been basically the best running back that we've had all season long. I don't really think that's going to change much. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's missed a little bit of time. Um, but I, yeah, yardage is there. So one game. All right, it's it's close, but it is close. The most I'm consistent <laughs> back that we had has been Kamara, in my opinion. Um, I, I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried one bit about him. You know, it, it could have just been game script. It could have been he just didn't look his way, you know, when he should have um, and missed plays. Um, you know, he is a, a tight end playing quarterback. So, I mean, he's going to not be perfect on his first start. Um, you know, that's all you got to say about it. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to sit there in, in redraft leagues and, and bench Kamara. Uh, but I'll tell you, like, and, and Dave, Eddie, and I talked about this on the Last Call podcast um, on Sunday. Like, I wanted to start Hill because it was a $4,800 quarterback. But I want to stack him with anybody. And the only guy I even thought about stacking him with was Kamara because I thought they would just hand the ball off a bunch to him. Luckily, I didn't. It didn't matter. My day sucked anyway. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it is what it is. But I, I agree with you. I think Kamara is going to ultimately be fine. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to be, you know, he's not going to have that ceiling he did with Breeze there. So, uh, another guy, and, and, you know, maybe not as, as heavy news here, but P.J. Walker stepped in for, um, <clears throat> excuse me, for um, – for Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, look, he he did he did okay. Um, you know, he he threw a touchdown, threw a bunch of yards. The main thing that comes out of it, like look, look maybe his day wasn't phenomenal, like because he threw two two pretty bad at, uh, interceptions in the end zone. Um, but at the, uh, at the at the end of the day, what we were worried about with with pj walker was the fact that dj moore robbie anderson even mike davis were all gonna suffer big time uh dj moore was fantastic he finished as the number eight receiver for the week in half ppr leagues robbie anderson was somewhere down in the high 30s because he didn't score but he did okay uh mike davis did all right as well I mean, I it sounds like Teddy Bridgewater is going to come back, but I mean, like, what are we what are we feeling with 
PJ Walker under center if if he has to continue. I like Walker's upside. I mean, I liked it enough to draft him. I believe is one of my last couple of picks in Fishbowl. Granted, he was one of my first drops. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, but I mean, he he knows Matt Rule's offense. He's comfortable with Robbie Anderson um, from their college days in that offense. Uh, I think that there is there's upside to be had there. I think he just needs to get the reps down um, and, and just really really be able to just kind of get back into what he's used to doing. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, Carolina is kind of a shit show to begin with, but I mean, Bridgewater's though, man, they've, they've been pretty good. So, you know, and, and Anderson's had a, a really nice season overall. He's had a couple of dud games. So the consistency hasn't been there, you know, week in and week out, but, um, overall he's, he's had a good season. Um, DJ Moore's been pretty good, you know. Not, I don't think he's been as good as where his draft stock was, but I mean, Samuel stepped up, Mike Davis stepped up awesomely for McCaffrey when he first went down, and then he kind of tailed off. Um, you know, I, I think if he's still playing when McCaffrey does get back, I think that's going to open him up a little bit more. Uh, he he knows that he's going to have people pressuring on on McCaffrey and keying in on him more, so it'll just open him up, you know, in the pocket or you know if he has to scramble a little bit. But I just think he needs to he needs to come into his own. I'm not overly worried about it, but I'm not necessarily going out of my way to to go grab him yet either. No, I mean, I wouldn't be worried about P.J. Walker. Like I said, that that wasn't my concern here. I don't think anybody's rushing out to get him, but I think I think what this does for me is this gives me a little more confidence that D.J. Moore and Robbie Anderson aren't complete duds with P.J. Walker in there. Like, he, he has playmaking ability. Um, he missed some throws, you know, stuff like that. It was the first start, um, but... I mean, he was electric back there, man. Like he he can run, he can throw on the run. He made some really phenomenal throws. You know, granted, I saw most of the game on red zone, but the stuff that they showed, man, like he made some scramble plays and he just chucked it downfield, and you were like, man, that was that was a great throw. So I feel good about it. Like I'm not gonna knock DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson down as far as I did in the rankings. Next time PJ Walker has to start, that's for damn sure. Uh, that was a mistake on my part. So, yeah. Uh, let's get to some bad news here, unfortunately. And, and we've got uh, Joe Burrow done for the season. Bad hit. Just got rolled mm-hmm. up on in multiple directions. Towards ACL, towards MCL. And apparently there's other damage around the knee as well. So, I mean, uh, this could be like a multi year injury, man. Like, he's definitely done for this year. Sounds like he might be even out for all of next year. So we're looking at maybe 2022 for the Bengals' first overall pick. I mean, talk about a setback for everybody. I mean, they were making strides. Look, not not team-wise, but they were making strides offensively. Um, And so you thought, look, they're not winning a lot of games. They're going to go into this draft and go defense-heavy. They had to, right? Their offense is set. Boyd, Higgins, they got Mixon when healthy, but Gio can fill in. 
Um, you know, Burrow is obviously phenomenal. They got to address the offensive line and they needed to get defense. And that's where they had to go. They had to go O line of defense. Uh, but now, I mean, look, they're not going to go quarterback, but um, it just, it's going to set them back no matter what they do. They're going to be, what, playing Ryan Finley? Ugh. That's look, not even look, a guarantee that he's definitely starting. It's likely, but. I don't even know. Mm. I don't even know who else they have, honestly. So, um, let's just say it's Ryan Finley, um, and that's what everybody's expecting. What are we feeling with Boyd, Higgins, AJ Green? And nobody's feeling great about AJ Green anyway. Although he had some up and downs. Um, yeah. What What are we feeling about Boyd and Higgins? Those are the two that most people care about. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely worried about their upside. Um, being capped, I mean, their their ceilings definitely drop. Um, floors, I, I mean, floors probably drop a little too. But overall, I'm more worried about their overall output. Uh, I think that Boyd's been very good, you know, with Burrow. Green, like you said, has been up and down. Of course, he gets touchdown last week after I drop him. So, Wait, makes who? sense. Uh, or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, AJ Green. Oh, I was going to say. Sorry, I thought you said boys. Um, I was like, what? No, 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 no. Um, Higgins, though. I mean, I think he suffers the most. Yeah, he was really coming into his own here with Burrow, and not necessarily taking Boyd over, but. He was getting a lot of looks. He was getting a lot of favorable targets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I am worried about him um, and, and Finley. But, I mean, again, they, they don't have much of a running game, and Mixon's on the IR now, so right. that doesn't help. Gio's been pretty good filling in, but, you know, the best thing he's got going for him is his Touchdowns. straight up mustache game. So <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's only gonna go so far. And November's almost over, bro. So uh Yeah, look I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think um I think Boyd is the safer of all the options. Like he but he goes from a wide receiver two to like a flex. And that's even in yeah. three wide receiver leagues, man. Like he drops a whole two tiers, in my opinion. Higgins is out. Um, your your desperation play with Higgins at this point. Higgins was more big playability because Burrow was chucking it. Finley's not gonna do that. And whoever if they don't play Finley, like really we expecting whoever the hell they're gonna put in Finley's place to be better. Nah. This this is not gonna happen. They would have to trade for somebody. And why would the Bengals do that? They're not. They're, I mean, they're they're like third pick overall right now. They could it's not gonna happen. So um yeah, it, it's a shame. <laughs> it blows a bunch of my leagues, man. I was able to pick up Higgins off the waiver wire in a couple of leagues. Uh, the, after the first week, I was just like, "Oh, all right, this guy, this guy's okay." Uh, <laughs> apparently, he's going to see a yeah. lot more looks than I thought he was going to. Uh, I drafted Boyd in a bunch of leagues because people really, really let him fall. You know, with AJ Green coming back, and I was like, "No." Um, so I'm hurting in all those leagues now because of the Burrow injury. So it's unfortunate, but you know, it's fantasy football guys. We just got to move on. Yep. That. So I'm mostly hurting in the leagues where I own 
Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that that would not be good either. Um so a little interesting thing that happened this week and and I noticed it during like every time the red zone would show the Browns and Eagles game. I went why in the hell is Kareem Hunt there? Why are they only showing Kareem Hunt running the ball? Where's Chubb? And I just thought, nah, they're just not showing those plays. I go back and look at the stats. Kareem Hunt got four carries within the 10-yard line. Nick Chubb got zero. Yeah, that's where Explain this one to me, Chubb James. owners. Explain this one to me. I don't understand this one at all. This has got to be a one-week fluke, right? This is the coaching staff went, oh, we fucked up. <laughs> I, Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and of all teams to do it against, the Eagles suck. They well, suck. They so I wouldn't say they it's suck. Not, it's just that, they suck. I don't care if they're winning the division. Well, they but the suck. run the run game doesn't suck. But the thing is, like, why if the run game doesn't suck, why do you not use Chubb? Chubb's your better like pounder, your better running back into short yardage type of thing. I think I even saw somebody I don't else. Know, I, though I don't know if he is. I I think that they're they're both very similar. You know talent wise in that aspect to me i mean every time i watch hunt all he does is just ground and pound i mean and he if he gets out in space then he's juking people out of their shoes um you know not that chubb can't he does too but i feel like he's got more speed and he just breaks off and then he's gone and goes out of bounds at the one um yeah you know (laughs) which was a smart play on his his part in that game. But he did the same thing against the Eagles. I mean, he had a huge run. And next thing you know, Hunt's in there and he gets a touchdown. So I don't know if that was more because Chubb needed a quick breather and it just happened to work out or what. But It just seemed very peculiar. And, like, honestly, like, look, Chubb still got over 100 yards rushing. You're fine with the day that he had. But, like, if he had gotten that touchdown, because, like, Hunt did nothing. It was, like, 11 rushes for, like, what? I think it was 19 or 16 yards. I don't have the stats in front of me right now. It wasn't good. It might have been 13, actually. It wasn't good. But he got the – and, actually, he almost had two. He almost had two. The one was called back. Well, no, he almost had the first one. The first one, his hand went down, like, right before the goal line, and then he reached the ball over. The second one is the one where he, like, leaped over everybody in the corner. Um, But, yeah, it was just, like, I just thought of it. it It's just interesting to look at and see the tendencies of teams sort of change as the years go on. It's just a trend that maybe we want to look out for. Um, You know, it's... I get it if they were like trying to do pass plays, like Eric is saying on, on YouTube. Like you know, they use Chubb to get downfield mm-hmm. and then throw to Hunt in the red zone. I get that. Like if they're gonna do that, then fine. It's not like Chubb can't catch the ball, but that's what they brought Hunt here for. The difference here was they were using Hunt on short yardage in the goal line, like not goal line, but like within the five ten. You know, they were using to run the ball with him in that in that sort of space, and that's what you think you have Chubb for, but. It just didn't work. This it just didn't happen this past week, and that's what's very interesting. Um, so let's move on here. Next topic: we've got 
the Cowboys. Uh, Andy Dalton back. Some offensive line back. Look, they didn't win the game very pretty, but they won the game. And look, this offense looked way more alive than they have in the last, what, five-ish weeks, I think? It may be longer. <laughs> yeah. It's I been mean, bad, man. It's been a bad year for the for the Cowboys offense ever since Dak went out. Um are we are we able to trust this Cowboys offense again? Are we are we feeling it? Sure. They got Washington I, on I, Thanksgiving. I mean, Fairly I, decent I don't know. defense, although they've I had mean, some lapses. Yeah. Um, so let's just take it one by one. You, you seem to be hum, hum, humming and humming on humming and humming on this, whatever you want to say. Let's take it one by one. Let's start with the running game. Zeke, he got a couple offensive linemen back. He went over a hundred yards for the first time this year. We good? I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm good with Zeke. All right, Cooper. Cooper had a, a fairly big game again. Uh, got in the end zone, I believe. Yeah, I should probably look up stats before. I yeah, I mean, I feel like Cooper's been getting – he's kind of been there all season, mm-hmm. for, you know, overall, which I, I hate. But, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I think – I, yeah, I mean, I, I think Cooper Cooper, I'm okay with. Yeah, Cooper Cooper you was know, 6 for 81. Am, Sorry, I think score. I'm good with. Um, but 6 for 84 on seven that. targets. 81, I mean. Uh, Lamb, I'm good with Lamb. Lamb went four for 34 off six targets and a touch. Yeah, I mean, the yardage wasn't great, but the touchdown obviously kind of saved his, his day, and that was a nice, really nice touchdown. It really was a too. nice touchdown. Um, I think he's going to be – I think he'll be okay, but he's going to be a little more boomer bust, um, which he's kind of been all season for the most part, even with Dak, I feel like. Gallup has been non-existent. Yeah, Gallup, Gallup in my opinion, I, I was going to bring that up too. Gallup, Gallup's same. droppable, man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I sort of thought that with – I sort of thought with the backup quarterbacks that Gallup would be the guy that would get a little bit more looks. Uh, but, yeah, that's – it's not good. No. Um we got a we got an interesting question here, AJ. Uh, Ray Gamer asking us: Should I play Gallus Dodert versus the Seahawks, or Dalton Schultz versus Washington? What's your thoughts there? I'll give you mine in a second. Oof. Um, right before the show, and, and I mean, Goddard had a really good game finally. Hey Ray, if you're listening, is it PPR or half or oh standard? Sorry, I, I didn't realize you, you already put in quotes. Oh yeah, standard. He's, he's got it there. If it's standard, woo. Uh, that's if it's interesting. standard, I still think I'm. He going also has Ebron versus the Ravens. He's sitting him. That's. I mean, standard. Uh, I mean. I think I, I called. Play, I think I, I called play Ebron's Ebron. touchdown against the Ravens Dude, last time. Honestly, I, I, I think happening again. I kind of like Ebron over both of those guys. I mean, Schultz was the next one I was going to talk about, and and he's been pretty good. Um, you I, know, I, regardless of the honestly the though, like here's my issues. thing: if uh, especially if Earth isn't back, um, 
Thurs didn't play this past week. No, he's out. Um, I think I still think I just go with Goddard. I mean, Goddard's getting so much. I mean, he he slowly ramping up. He looked, dude. He looked super good last week. He did. And I know, and I know, Seattle's scary, but I don't think they're a team that you're like. You know, Seattle's defense sucks this year. They suck against receivers. They don't suck against tight ends. I don't think. Yeah, but they're just giving up so many looks regardless. I mean, yeah. I, I get that it's more towards receivers, but hey, guess what? Philly doesn't have receivers. They have tight ends. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, it's uh, it's where I'm try- I'm try- Taysom I'm Hill could it. have a field day. If Taysom yeah. Hill was on the Eagles and had tight end I mean, C- Seattle's like allowing would- like the sixth or seventh ESPN least amount of points toward tight ends. But yeah, I, I'm still sort of with Goddard, man. Um, I, I still think yeah, Goddard, in, Goddard's in the guy. Standard, I think. I still think he's got the most upside, but it's, touchdowns it's are tough to predict. Close, but Goddard's going to get at least what 50, 60 yards, probably. So you can guarantee the yards. You're, you're, you're praying for an Ebron tight end. Yeah, you hope so. You're praying for an Ebron tight end. Um, yeah. So. Uh, where were we at? Cowboys. Yeah, I, I feel you on that, man. Uh, let's move on here to the next one. And next topic here, we got Dobbins and Ingram, both on the Ravens. Bulls playing Thanksgiving night. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, after Dobbins destroyed it, let's uh, last game and, and looked like he was taking over the backfield. Finally, we finally thought we had our, our Ravens running back. He goes on COVID along with Ingram and somehow Gus Edwards and everybody else on that team is okay. I, this doesn't make any sense, but anyway, but anyway, they're out. Like they cannot play this week. It's, it's a Thursday night. It thir- yeah. Thursday, there's a Thursday night game against the Steelers. And uh, so now we're looking at Gus Edwards big time. I mean, how much faith do we have in Gus Edwards? I mean, Steelers, but I mean, he's going to be the guy like he's, nah, he's all the guy. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's a bad play. Um I don't have a ton of faith in him though. I mean Baltimore's just not looked good the past few weeks. And they need to they need to get something figured out quick. Um you know, said it before, this the Pittsburgh Baltimore matchup is you know, one of the best matchups in football right now. Um, both teams are really strong teams overall, you know, and it's, it's a huge division game. Uh, it's a short week, you know, and it's even shorter for Baltimore with the COVID issues. Um, they kind of were able to escape a lot of that early this season. And now I guess it's catching up with them, but I mean, I just I don't trust Edwards a whole lot. I think he's gonna he's gonna be the main guy. He's gonna get the volume for sure. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if this turns into the Lamar Jackson show. And he just he just audibles and runs all over the place this yeah, week. It's funny because I immediately when I went to the rankings and little spoiler, right? Uh I when I was on my bus, I saw Lamar inside the top 10 and went, oh, hell no, against 
Pittsburgh? And then I went, oh, wait a minute. They don't have any running backs. Guess who the running back is going to be? It's going to be Lamar. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going he's gonna to rush for 100 yards regardless. Like, guys, yeah. he, it's like almost a lock, like 80 yards at least, right? I mean, I'm exaggerating. I'm just being fun with it. But, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not – it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Like I look, I I still think Gus is gonna it's gonna be viable for for a lot of people this week. Um, I did rank him, and I gotta go back because I'm on my standard rankings randomly. Um, so I did rank him. Yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, inside the top twenty five, so not great. Uh, maybe maybe he moves up, but it's. It's just a tough matchup, man. And, like, they just don't like to use Gus, like, full load like that. So, um, we'll see what happens. All right, man, let's have some yeah. fun. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, you want to say something else? Oh, I was, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right, man, I'll let's have some fun. Cracking a beer. Uh, all good. Go Thanksgiving, on. two days away. Not even at this point. Uh, let's, let's do our, uh, Let's do our top five Thanksgiving foods. Uh, so we'll start with our number five. So five worsts. Do you want to call it a worst? It's not a worst. This is it's a it's not, a Kenny Galladay signed jersey that we're giving away tonight. Oh, um, for those of you not listening, no, I'm just. <laughs> I don't know if the little thing was covering it when I looked no, earlier. I Noah, just picked Noah it up and I was like, saying, "Should I trade Galladay, Gibson, and Taylor?" Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor for Keenan Allen. Ooh, that's a lot. God, Gibson and Taylor for Keenan Allen. If I have plenty of running backs, define plenty of uh, running. Yeah, backs. right. You got to define plenty of <laughs> running backs, man. Like, ooh, um, yeah, you got to define I'm, plenty of running backs. I'm fine getting rid I mean, of. I think it's Galladay and Taylor. Gibson's really solid, man. I mean, but that's that's why they're doing it because. Taylor's meh. Galladay's injured. Gibson is like, hey, I see what I see why he's doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ray. Uh, I know. I, I know you're talking on here. Um, and yeah, Juju's questionable. We were going to get to that. So obviously, that make that does. You're right. That make each one look slightly better. I think you're going to have to make that gut call. I, I still go Goddard because of the volume, and I know it's a standard league, but I still think you go Goddard. Ebron's the, the the touchdown upside play. It's no guarantee though with him. Like I mean, touchdowns are so hard to predict. We say all the time, preseason, during the season, any time of the year. Uh, so it's tough to predict, but it does make Ebron even a little closer. I mean, the Ravens are pretty good defense too, so you can't. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but anyway, let's do our top five foods, man. Let's have some fun. Number five. What you got? <laughs> I, was just, I was literally just gonna say drum rolls. I know, right? Um, I'm going with stuffing, man. Uh, whether it's regular or or oyster stuffing, I've never heard um, of oyster stuffing. Oh, it's good, man. It's really good. All right, it's uh, yeah, my my father-in-law fan. makes makes lie. it, and it's it's quite delicious. So that's right. that's gonna be my that's gonna be my five. All right, all right. Uh, mine's pretty simple. Dude, I I like the rolls and the biscuits or the or the you know the crescent rolls, whatever you want to call it, man. Whatever mm-hmm. whatever you have, um, 
I don't like the normal like bread, like just the normal rolls you buy type of thing, right? Um, those are kind of bland, but you know, anything that you got to bake and it fluffs up type of thing, like flaky, buttery, those are good. And there's a big reason for this is because I like to make I like to make a little sandwich with a lot of my foods when I when I eat on Thanksgiving. So that's the big part of why I'm picking that number five. So number four. Number four, uh, I know you're not a big fan of this Absolutely one, but not. I'm my wife going. Would, my wife would like cheers you and say this is her number one. This is the one thing. We're making dinner for the first time this year ever. This is the thing she had to make. It, it's, I mean, it's green bean casserole. It's it's a staple of Thanksgiving. And you get the little, like, onion crisp things on the top i didn't even know where to find those in the um, store <laughs> i'm not gonna lie you're what i had to go you buy them. Find them i didn't know where they were i found them but i was like i don't even know what aisle they're in because i never I, bought those I, I got some tonight and they were they were in like six different places in target it's like <laughs> okay well i need to get some you know uh toddler food every oh green bean casserole onion things cool all right i'll grab some of these you know, the French's, the going French's into, you know, let me things. see what kind of let me see what kind of fun T-shirts they have. Oh, cool! Green bean casserole, uh, onion things. Get some of these again. You know, it's By like way, if, you, if you ever go to Target, you I find one of those cheese it shirts. Buy me one because I uh, I can't find them at any of the stores I go in. They lie and they have they they say they have. What them. is it? You know, you go to the men's you go to the men's aisle, right? They have all those like decorative T-shirts or whatever, like all yeah, the yeah. stuff. They have a cheese it T-shirt, dude. I'm a huge cheese it fan. I love cheese it. I just bought Cheez-Its tonight. Too. Right? <laughs> Cheez-Its is the bomb. I don't mind if I do. And uh, But whenever I go into the rack to go look for the Cheez-It shirt, it's not there. They don't have any. It's, it's dude, BS. It's, it's, it's a lie. They have a picture thing of like 15 And they have like shirts. three of them. Maybe. And yeah. then the other three are like Marchuchan, whatever the fuck ramen noodle thing is. And there's like or six Iron different Man. shirts of those. <laughs> yeah. What? Liars. No. So yeah, yeah, if you ever find a cheese it shirt, buy it for me. I'll pay you back. Um, All right, I will, I need a, I need I will a make a note on my grocery list. Cheese it shirt. Sure, got it. <laughs> All right, um, line number four, man, dude. Simple old mashed potatoes, man. You can't go wrong. Mashed potatoes. They add to that. Again, I'm building a theme here. They add to that little sandwich mix, man. You you put a little mashed potatoes on the biscuit or whatever the roll that you've got. Uh, we're gonna add some stuff turkey later. Bobby. We're gonna add some. We're gonna add some stuff later, and we're we're good to go, man. It it, you know, I even like to throw in some corn with it. I didn't throw that on there because corn is pretty bleh. But you yeah, throw in the corn in the mashed potatoes. It's not a top five Hell Thanksgiving. No. You mix it in Side with thing. the mashed potatoes. It's phenomenal, dude. Yeah, corn, oh corn in, in mashed potatoes. That's like one of my go tos if I go to Boston Market. It's like okay, oh, yeah. Need, you have like eighteen sides that I want, and I can only pick two. <laughs> All right. Fine, I'll do this. Uh, yeah. All right. So number three, the same for both of us. Uh, right. <laughs> I mean the turkey. It's it's not it's not. I almost left it off. I'll be I honest. I almost left it off my top five because bad ones. Uh, all right, whatever. You're gonna have turkey, but I I try not weeks. to eat that much turkey <laughs> because it's you know. There's so much other stuff that you can have that's way better, um, in my opinion. But 
All right, uh, so we'll, I, we'll, I'm we'll with you. So, so, real, so real quick, turkey for me, man. Like turkey for me. Like I've had some bad ones, real dry. Like, yeah. dude, if it's if it sucks, um, I've had some, you know, deep fried ones. I've had, I've just had. Well, I've also had really good ones that are like good and like basted and cooked in the oven and they're moist and stuff like that. But like, it it's got to be cooked right. And I pray that I'm going to be cooking it right because I'm the one cooking it this year. I looked up the recipe. I bought all this stuff for it. My first time ever. It's gonna suck. I guarantee it. (laughs) It's not. It's it's so easy. I mean, you can. There's so many different recipes and shit online you can find. Yeah, like I was talking with Jeff after the show last week, and he said, you know, stuff the apple and the lemon and stuff like that in it, and the onion. And I was like, kind of like, what? And then I started looking up all these recipes, and like literally nine out of ten recipes said to do the same thing. And I was like, all right, maybe Jeff's got something. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just gonna go for it, man. I'm just gonna do it, and uh, hopefully it doesn't suck. So yeah, all right, man. What's your number two? Sounds like a dessert. All right. My number two is sweet potatoes with, and I, I kind of thought about it after I wrote it out here, but uh, I'm going to go with some cool whip and cinnamon or marshmallows. Typically you see the marshmallows yeah. again. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of uh Boston market. Um, I don't think marshmallows are normal anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but I'm, I'm on a, like a cool whip kick. Right now, doing doing my stewie. Sure. So, dude, I sweet potatoes are delicious. You can't you can't go wrong with that. Not a sweet potato guy, and myself, unfortunately, I know a lot of people like it, man. I've tried sweet potato fries. I've tried sweet potatoes. I just I can't get into it. I just don't like the flavor of it. So it's unfortunate. I mean, look, I I blame my mom. Um. She, I didn't. She, I didn't she, eat salad until I was at least twenty-one, dude. I didn't eat barely any. And I'm fruit pretty sure that the first salad I may have had might have been like around Thanksgiving or like home for a, a school break or something. I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm just gonna try this. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, it's pretty pretty good. You know, doused in ranch, but well, of course. So you whatever. like ranch? I'm sure you like lettuce still. No, no, I'm, I'm, I've grown. I'm, oh, okay. I'm beyond, beyond the, uh, <laughs> the ranch chugging days. And yes, I do have a picture of me chugging from a bottle of ranch. Oh. Um, kind of like uh, Remy that's, that's, in that's Big City good. Greens. If any, if we have any Big City Greens fans out there, uh, kids show, but it's hilarious and it's got adult themes. So check it out. Uh, all right, all right. My number two, man. Deviled eggs. Dude, mm. num, 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 num. like, yeah. oh my gosh, this would probably be my number one if I didn't say F everybody and their traditions. And my number one is going to say, screw you all. Like, I don't care. I love this food and I'm making it a part of my Thanksgiving. But deviled eggs are number one on my list. It's like one of two times of the year I get it. Uh, I don't do mayonnaise, though. It's egg yolk, no, yeah. mustard, but paprika. Mayonnaise. That's it. Dude. My wife's family likes to put like mayonnaise or other crap in it, and I'm like, oh no, just no, nah, nah, leave it basic. I, mean, I don't I, know. Maybe maybe I've had them with mayonnaise before, but I it's too usually no, it's too creamy. It's, I don't even know if it's mayonnaise sometimes either. It's like horseradish sauce, and I've heard, I've had that in it too. It's uh, just like no, nah, it's too much. Like it's just mustard, regular. It's regular. I'm not mustard. trying to like 
clear my sinuses. Right. <laughs> it's it's regular mustard mixed in with Trying a little bit, little bit of milk, and in a food coma in a matter of thirty minutes. Yeah, so it's it's, <laughs> it's it's mustard with a little bit of milk, and then you mix it all up. It makes a, a paste, basically, of the, of the egg yolk. You scoop it into the half of the egg, and then you sprinkle some paprika on it. Paprika does literally nothing but make it look pretty. But it's full. It's cool. Yeah. So, all right, man. Number all one, right. we're here. What's your number one? All right. I'm going, Screen I'm going shaking. with a dual threat surprise dual here. Threat. Number one. What the hell's happening I, here? I'm sure you know what one of them is. I know. I know exactly what I'm, I want to puke every time you say it. <sighs> Such a bitch. Because it's You're awful. No, it is phenomenal. It's what makes the chicken bobby a chicken bobby. God damn it. Cranberry sauce. All right. Berries or no berries? Fucking love it. What? Oh, uh I mean, dude, I'm I'm not above just taking a can and well, well, no, no, no. So they're right all into added, a dish. Well, most and of them are out of a can, it right into my. But they face. have, but they have, they have the stuff with the berries and stuff without the berries. So it's like well, I've made, like, I've like made my gel. own. Yeah, I've made my own with berries, and it's it's been okay. I, I think I'm okay. more, I'm more on board of just the ninety seven cent can and. It's, <laughs> And we had high end. Freaking got, uh... Zeke, Zeke spooning it into my mouth. <laughs> okay. So my other dual threat option here, going back to desserts, baby, and uh, a little bit more of the uh, cool desserts. whip pumpkin effing pie. All right. So we're going to add dessert here at the end. That's fine. That's fine. So phenomenal. I'll, I'll add a dessert at the end if we're going to do that. I didn't know if we were going to. But, okay, so my no, number I mean, one. Those are my number one. as 1A, 1B to me. That's I fine. Mean, I hey, I get it, man. They're, they're, end of the, they're end of the meal. Know, they're end of the meals. Care. I get it, man. My number one, absolutely number one, and I don't care what anybody says, mac and cheese. Screw you guys. I don't care anymore. It's good. It's good. I don't care anymore. My mom makes the most phenomenal mac and cheese. It's not like, dude, I don't like craft mac and cheese. Screw that crap. It's like the cheese, like, dude, like, you can pick up, you put your spoon in the casserole dish, man, you get, like, half the casserole dish full. It's that thick, man. It is so phenomenal. <laughs> Scott, Scott went beer. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> um, I also grew up in a family that didn't drink at Thanksgiving, and then my wife's family didn't drink at Thanksgiving. But guess what we're doing this year? We're drinking at Thanksgiving because it's my house. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um no, dude, like that. I like to th- just th- call it Thursday. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we usually do the podcast on Thursday. I got to make up for it somehow. Uh, yeah. But yeah, dude, the mac sure. and cheese we make is so thick and so so heavy. Dude, like, oh, it is so good. It, it's, I mean, it's so good. Like when you when you microwave it, like the oil, you can see the oil coming out. Like that's how much butter and grease just comes out of it. Like it is the best mac and cheese I've ever had. It's like nothing, I don't see anything is gonna beat it. Fettuccine Alfredo and re-microwave it. It's just <laughs> y'all. Of... I don't think you can reheat my fettuccine Alfredo. God, I don't even know nah. what kind of oils are in it, but I'm nah. sure they're essential oils because they're in food. You know, I, don't know. <laughs> I can't. I can't reheat fettuccine, man. Like it's just. I don't feel like it works very well. So if we're gonna do dessert, <laughs> dude, I'm I'm a mix between. And you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna go with a dessert my mom made when I was a kid, and it's actually like a pecan cheesecake so it's like a pecan caramel like layer on top of like a, a graham cracker yeah. crust it's really thick and heavy and then like a 
cheesecake on top of it because I love pecan pie and I love cheesecake. So it was like a mix of both. Um, and so it's phenomenal. But if I had to pick one random, like just one standard dessert to be pecan pie, that's my go-to. So it works. works. All right, man. Uh, I'm hungry. So we need to finish eating or finish, finish eating. We finished the damn show so I can go get something to eat. I have behind me that I can just dip into right now. (laughs) I know, right? Uh, I'm I'm almost uh, I'm, out of my, my I'm out of my beer. beer. We're an hour here. in, so we should have been done. I, now, I don't so. know if I don't know if this is the same one that you had the other show or not. Oliver Brewing, tell your Citra it's hazy, not yes. lazy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought. I thought well, so. I might have had. No, I haven't had that one yet on the show. Had, I had it. I had it off air with us. But it's good. Ah, okay. Sorry. Right. Wait, wait, yeah. boy, my fun. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. All right, injuries here real quick. Uh, rip through these. So, obviously, mentioned Mark Ingrams and Dobbins. Lamego Pirine is out with an ankle. Randall Cobb is out with a toe. Rex Burkhead done with a torn ACL. And, obviously, we know Joe Burrow as well. Quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, man. We saw him flexing that shoulder a lot. Uh, AC joint injury, questionable. It sounds like he's going to go. I mean, he, he he figured it out that game. But who knows? Teddy Bridgewater, questionable with a knee. But, he was super close last week. I'm kind of expecting him to go. Interesting part here, man, the Bears, man. They don't even know if they have a starting quarterback right now. It's Foles and Trubisky, both hurt. Foles has a hit pointer, and dude, we thought it was way worse than that. Uh, but now he's questionable. Yeah. Trubisky questionable. It was actually out last game with a shoulder. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. You guys are going to keep an eye on that one. Obviously, if if I think if they go to the third-string quarterback, like they're, they're done, dude. Um, I don't think you can start. Uh, I don't even know if you can start Allen Robinson. In my opinion, like I, th- I think it's just gonna be toast, uh, which is unfortunate. So, wow. uh, let's see here. Running backs, DeAndre Swift. Good news. We got a lot of good news this week, actually. DeAndre Swift concussion practice today. Raheem Mostert. Good news. He's concussed. Uh, but he practiced. Well, that was a late concussion call last week, man. We were like, what the uh, hell. Raheem Mostert should play. Pulled off, pulled off the IR this week. CMC doubtful shoulder, so not good news. McKinnon questionable with a neck injury, but looking like he might play. Eckler activated off the IR, so that's good news. And then Chris yeah. Carson foot practicing. So hey, we got like six out of you know five out of six running backs all on the injury list, looking like they're coming back. So uh, Chris Carson probably not playing. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> wide receivers all right we've got uh me and julio jones down by the schoolyard questionable with a hamstring uh john charlie brown christmas oh wait wrong holiday sorry questionable ankle too early uh <laughs> sammy watkins glenn racetrack questionable hamstring uh lavisca chignault questionable hamstring Juju Smith-Schuster, questionable with a toe and uh, also possibly afraid of COVID, so he may not play. I don't know. Uh, Brandon Ayuk is on COVID IR, so there's that. And then, of course... It was a late COVID IR placement last week, so like it's I guess it's possible he plays, but if I haven't heard any updates, so I just threw him on there. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, uh, last but not least... Our jersey giveaway star, Kenny Galladay, questionable with a hip. He did not practice. (laughs) 
it's looking likely that he will be out again. Um, and I want to say Stafford was dealing with. Uh, oh yeah, Stafford got the thumb issue too. He played, so, so he's not like questionable or anything. But like, dude, yeah. Keep an eye on it, though. I don't um, think he's gonna that, miss the game, but it, it's it. The, he played no. like crap last week, and they got shut out. I mean, that's how bad it was last week. They got shut out, dude, against Carolina. Yeah. Carolina's not good, so no, it it, it was not good. Not so, uh, and then last but not least, we've got Mark Andrews questionable with uh, thigh issue. Yeah, oh, and COVID's running rampant uh, in Baltimore, in case you haven't heard Apparently, it, so. yeah. Somehow they're not shutting down anything, but I don't know idea how this works anymore. So I'm done. I'm done trying to figure out how this works. All right, man. Our, um, let's give our uh, our picks of the week. And so we're going to give our, our, our T-Day uh, Turkey Day awards out. Um, so we're going to start game by game, give, give our game day awards out, our six-pack of beer awards. That's what we do. Screw the turkey legs. We like beer. Uh, as, as Scott alluded to, beer. Uh, <laughs> Texas and Lions, man. Who you got? I'm going with Brandon Cooks, man. Uh, he's averaged five, uh, just under six uh, receptions, eight targets, and 67 yards in his last five games. There was a couple like dud receptions of three receptions one week and then only like 39 yards another week. Um, so that's what brought those numbers down, but he's got two touchdowns in those five games. And that's all after his finally huge breakout game of eight receptions on 12 targets, 161 yards and a touchdown against Jacksonville um, back in week five, I believe it was. Uh, so I like cooks this week. I think, um, Detroit is very beatable uh, from a wide receiver standpoint, and I just think he's he could uh, he could reap the benefits here. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. Uh, I, I like uh, I like Deshaun Watson. I think obviously, if anybody's going to get it, it's going to be the quarterback. I probably stole that from from you, but uh, yeah, I mean, Cokes would be would be the next guy up for me. Him him and Fuller, uh, and any one of those guys, I think I think are in it. I think the Lions are just toast in this game. Uh, yeah. So Cowboys in the Washington football team. Uh, I'm going Antonio Gibson in this. Um, I know we just talked about him being kind of the high point of that uh, that trade talk. And look, dude, he had his best game of the season against Dallas. Granted, that was when Dallas was really, really bad. Uh, but he went 20 for 168 in a touchdown, and he's coming off another 16 you know, rushes, 94 yards and a touchdown against Cincy. Okay, also bad. But, uh, yeah, I think I think it's a good good week for him. I think he's, uh, he's finally kind of shown what he's got. So I like Gibson this week. Yeah, mine's going to be CeeDee Lamb. I think uh, I think the Washington secondary is a little overrated. Uh, I think it's obviously helped out because that front seven's really, really, really good. But Dallas looked okay this last week, you know, protecting Dalton and just giving him time. And you know, Cooper, you know, Cooper might get more targets and, and ultimately more yards. But I think Lamb could just like break it open a couple times. We see wonky things happen in, on Thanksgiving a lot, right? And so, not that. Lamb scoring twice would be wonky, but I think uh, I think Ceedee Lamb could be 
be that difference maker this this week. And uh, he's going to be probably a little underpriced on DFS and things like that. Uh, I'm, I haven't looked, but I think he would be a little little underpriced, Cooper and, and those guys. So um, he, he's my go-to there. Uh, Steelers and Ravens, the nightcap here. If anybody's actually awake at that point, <laughs> I might not be after a couple beers and a bunch of turkey. Uh, yeah. but who, who's your guy, man? All right. Well, in this one, I am going to have to go with Lamar Jackson. Um, look, Especially everything. Upset? <sighs> look, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, it has they, to they, be if Lamar wins, dude. If they, Lamar they gets have, it, it has to be an upset. Yeah. I mean, everything's pointing to this being a very unfavorable matchup for him, but everybody else is on COVID. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to be, like I said, the, the, the DFS version of Taysom last week. Um, and just, no, well, no, he's not 4,800. So <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. He's still, he's still high. He's still 7,000 or whatever he is. So yeah, Mine's gonna be uh, Chase Claypool, man. I think um, I, I think this running game for the Steelers has been bad for the last few weeks. I know, yeah. I I, I know Connor looked like he had a good game last week, but ultimately it really wasn't. If you look at the, if you really watch the game, it wasn't a good game for him. Um, so Claypool is my guy. I think he's gonna break it deep, and and that's where we're gonna go. So. Um, okay. All right, let's give the rest of our picks, our, our Sunday and, and Monday picks, I guess we can call it. Uh, so we'll start with our our sleepers here, our quarterbacks that we use. If anybody listened for the first time, it's uh, our sleepers for quarterbacks. Is anybody outside the top 15 for quarterbacks? Uh, want me to go first? Yeah, I, yeah, if you... you... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, I've got, I mean, I've got mine, but. All right. You, you don't have it written down but, yet, so I wasn't sure. So, but anyway, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to go to a tag of Viola. Um, I mean, look, I know we got benched last week. I think, you know, he, he's going to, he's going to watch a lot of tape this game. This guy's a smart player. Um, I know he hasn't had the big game yet, but like he gets the get right game against the Jets. <laughs> if anybody's going to pop into the top 12 randomly, it's going to be Tua uh, because of that. So. Uh, what what you got there for sleeper quarterback? Uh, sleeper, I will have to go with Philip Rivers. Um, I about it, I did once. He's one spot right there ahead of uh ahead of your boy Tua. Um, you know, old man Rivers has has been pretty pretty decent this year. I mean, he's coming yeah. off a three touchdown game. Uh, he's he's got seven touchdowns and since the bye week in week seven, you know against Detroit. Okay, understandable. Three touchdowns there. Baltimore, no touchdowns and an interception. Um, Tennessee only one, and uh, you know Green Bay three, but put up three hundred yards on Tennessee last mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago. Still a decent game. Um, you know, I, I just. I think Indy's got it, got it going on right now. They're at home. I think this is going to be a good game for for Phil. Yeah, I, I thought about that one. I really did. So my running back, anybody outside of the top twenty-four on the fantasy pros ECR currently, granted this Tuesday, it'll change probably pretty drastically. But uh, yeah. mine's James White, and and uh, I mean the biggest reason is uh, I mean Burkhead's out, and uh, we saw exactly what happened last week as soon as Burkhead went out. James White was that dump off guy, 
And James White yep. was James White. I mean, he got like 60 yards pretty quick. Uh, so I, he, it, I don't understand why it wasn't him to get go. I think he's – I still think he's more talented than Burkhead. I think the reason why ultimately is, though, because Burkhead could be like a more running threat. Like I think he's bigger and bulkier and kind of run through the tackles more than Waite can. Yeah. And so when you put in White there, you're just expecting the dump off. Um, but I think now it's it's obviously White's turn to 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 take over that passing role. And we saw Cam just likes to check it down. I mean, that's what he does. He checks it down and and throws it to like one receiver every game. So James White. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of his go to at this point. So, yeah. um, yeah, I'm I'm into it. Um, mine is actually going to be. Oh shit! I had it. Where'd he go? <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm going David Montgomery. Um, I mean, Green Bay is not good at all against the running backs. We've already talked about we have no idea who's even going to be playing quarterback, so this could be a heavy run game for uh, for Chicago. And, uh, yeah, I like Montgomery this week. Yeah, I mean, is he playing? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know if he's playing. Yeah. I think so. Oh, wait. If he's playing? Is he activated? Oh, shit. Um, Why is he on people's list? I guess. I guess. No, well, uh, oh, no, yeah. You know, he oh, returned to practice yeah, on yeah. Monday. He's, I missed that. So, playing? injury news, yeah, he like, returned to practice on Monday. Last week. Totally missed on that one. They were the bye anyways. So, it was like, okay, rolled out for your bye week. Well, damn, that sucks. Yeah, I missed on that one. So, yeah, good call on that one there. Uh, receiver, uh, anybody else out of the top 36? I'm going with Josh Reynolds of the Rams. Look, if anybody missed this, by the way, he led the Rams in targets for the last three weeks prior yeah. to this past Monday. Um, I think now that the Rams went, you know, this crazy throwing the ball to Cup and Woods, and he had, they had both had multi, you know, double digit targets, double digit receptions each. Um, I think Reynolds could be that like sneaky, like everybody's gonna forget about him again type of play, and he could just creep right into there in that you know that top twenty four range. Yeah, I that that's a solid pick. I mean, Reynolds has been really, really. He's good really lately. come around. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. So I myself am going to go with. Jacoby Myers. Um Sounds back. Yeah, I mean it, it's total dud after last week. Last week, unfortunately. It was. And I I think that he's gonna get back into it. And uh you know what? Actually, I'm gonna change that. I, I I'm gonna <laughs> go with Nelson Aguilar. I Old like that. I almost alligator that hands. I mean shit. Derek Carr is going to throw the ball. Uh, I don't like this matchup for Josh Jacobs. And Atlanta sucks against receivers. So, going with Aguilar. All right. Interesting you say that. Because my bust, by the way, for any quarterback inside the top 12 is none other than Derek Carr. Hear me out here, though. Derek Carr has two top 12 performances. Do you want to guess who they're against? 
Kansas City. Yeah. And <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. Pretty much she shows up against Kansas City and then nobody else. I was like, what? Like, I, I thought he was actually slightly better against other teams this year. He only has five games outside of the top 20 for quarterbacks. Like, the Derek Hart's not good. <laughs> I mean, nobody's surprised to hear that, but he's not good. So, look, is Atlanta a phenomenal matchup? But he's, yeah, of course. But he's had other really phenomenal matchups. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, they, they might they might get a touchdown from him, and then they're going to try to slam the ball, you know, play ball control with their defense, which is actually pretty solid, and Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker. That's it. That's what they do. So, I'm not feeling Carr this year. Yeah, maybe Aguilar gets that big play touchdown, and that's what you're going to get from him, so maybe he does become your, a good sleeper. But I think there's a reason why he's outside of the top 36 in a lot of people's rankings so it's risky, really risky in my opinion. So who you got? All right. So I'm going with Big Dom. Dude, he did not look good at all last night. Um, I mean, he had a couple of decent plays, but he also had a couple of horrendous interceptions. I mean, I, I don't know what he was doing on those plays, but he just floated the hell out of the ball. Oh, it was bad. Um, it was so, so un-Brady-like, I feel like, unless it was, you know, the Super Bowl against the Eagles. But, um, <laughs> of course. I mean, other, other than that, I mean, you just, you just don't see that out of Tom Brady. But yeah, I uh, I had to, I had, look. I gotta live in the glory while I can. All right. Hey, I'm living so. in the '80s and the early '90s with with my team. <laughs> yeah, seriously. We're good. Yeah. How often do they get rings? Every three decades, <laughs> please. That's a D. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, all right. Big Tom, I get it. Uh, all right, running back inside the top twenty. Mine's James Conner. I mean, look, I, I like I kind of alluded to it earlier, man. Like it seemed like he had a bit of a bounce back game, you know, last week against the Jags. Like the Jags were terrible against the run. So um, if he didn't really have like his blow up game against the Jags, it's when why why do we think it's going to happen against the Ravens? The Ravens are a top notch defense, especially against the run. Good luck, guys. I'm not starting James Conner this week if I've got anybody worth, you know, starting a, you know, even close to him in the rankings. Um, I just, I just can't do it. And, uh, yep, that's what I got. Who you got? Uh, I'm going with CEH. Um, I mean, I, I think he's still going to be involved clearly, but I do think Lev Bell's starting to get a little more comfortable. I think he's going to start dipping in and, and taking a little bit more of that work away, um, especially at the goal line. I can definitely see Lev Bell jumping in and taking that over as early as this week. So I think CEH is we'll still – I mean, he's still going to be started. We'll but CEH scored two touchdowns on Monday. I, I know, Sunday, I know. Monday night, right? Yeah, right. It was a good, it was a good uh, game by him, dude. Monday night. Yeah, Monday. I got the games mixed up. No, yeah. Sunday night. 
Monday was uh, Rams. That's what I said. You just said Monday night. I I mixed it up like three times. It's cool. All right, man. My receiver inside the top 24. uh, Probably no surprise, man. I kind of said this earlier. Allen Robinson. I hate to say it, but like, I think this guy is one of the top five, 10 receivers in the, in the NFL, but I think the bad quarterback, this play mixed with bad play calling has really caught up to him. It's not, it's not a slight on him. It's just, there's nothing he can do about it. And so he's just a bad play at this point. Um, you're probably starting him because you probably don't have anybody ahead of him and, and, you know, to mix in in your lineup because he is like you drafted him so early i i dude i'm right there with a bunch of you so i'm playing him hoping for the best but honestly like if Foles or trubisky and trubisky don't play i mean he's he's probably dropping like a rock in my rankings and i i'm not i'm not relying on it so what you got i'm i'm going right damn near the top here and i'm i'm gonna go with keenan allen um, mm. I, I hate, I hate to have to make this call. That dude has been so good. <laughs> That's a tough one. Dude. He has been so, so good, but Buffalo is good, man. That's, that's a tough defense. You know, I don't know if he's going to pull out a, uh, Deandre Hopkins three on one touchdown <laughs> and jump ball. Uh, Probably not. He's game. not. He's not six six or whatever. The game in Buffalo. Um, no, he's only six, six two. So I know Hopkins you know, isn't six six, but I just you know, I like to joke. Anyway, but yeah, no, I. Um, I, I mean, he's still going to get volume, but I just I would temper expectations. All right, so. Tight end streamers, 60% or less owned on Yahoo. Um, I'm going Robert Tanyan. Like, I know we talk about how the Bears secondary is really good, but honestly, like, they do allow points to the tight end. Tenth most, by the way, to tight ends. And so, if yeah, I think we all can agree that Devontae Adams probably going to get his, that's not a big deal. But I think, you know, you, you worry about the other receivers getting shut down. So who's the second target for for Rodgers? It's going to be Tanyan. And he looked his way this past week, five targets, five catches, and a touchdown. So I think Tanyan can be a sneaky good play again this week. All right, yeah. Uh, Another guy that I had played and uh, stopped playing, and then he decides to do something. Yeah, yeah, it's tough this week, man. It really is, or this year. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, it's dude, I've cool. dropped him in a couple of leagues. I dropped Tanya in already, so I'm right there with you. I think a bunch of people are. Yeah. So riding Gasecki in one league because I can't do anything else. I got nothing. I can go pick up <laughs> Earth Smith. Is that any better? Nah. <laughs> Not quite. Mm, I'll no. stick with Gasecki. No. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig deep here. I'm going with Tyler Eifert. I like um, it actually. I like it. You know, he's he's been getting plenty of targets. Uh, you know, he's got 14 targets over the last three weeks. Um, you know, he's looking at eight receptions, not a ton of yards and no touchdowns. But Cleveland just got torched by Dallas Goddard, who we were talking about earlier. <laughs> um, you know, so I kind of I kind of like the upside there. Yeah. I like it's that still one. a little bit, to, you know, touchdown dependent, but I could see him getting in the end zone this week. 
Yeah, I, I do like that one a little bit. All right, let's finish things up here. Our defensive stream. I'm going I, – I feel like I'm going chalk streamer here, and it's got to be the Giants, right? They're facing the Burrowless Bengals. Enough said. You had the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck picking a better one. <laughs> uh, you can disagree man. with me if you want. It's fine. <laughs> I I mean, I, yeah, I could, but that would – defeat the purpose of me picking something um it's not like we don't have enough guests steal our picks damn, there's not really nothing no really, i mean washington against dallas would probably I, be the next one maybe but then yeah dalton back that, yeah, uh, but at least they get sacks that's kind of what you're going with there mm. it's tough man yeah i saw the giants i was like yeah easy finally Thankfully, we did this before waivers ran for once because I have a feeling tomorrow the Giants are going to be 70% owned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we usually Eight do this on Wednesdays or Thursdays, and it's like there's nothing left. At least I had Taysan Giants to pick from, which was a relief. Yeah. I mean, I my other choice was potentially Buffalo, but I got to go Washington. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to stick with that. I agree with it. I agree with it. So, uh, all right, man. Well, that is all I've got for the show. Um, before we go, just remind everybody, you know, please follow us and subscribe to us, whatever you're listening on, watching us on. Appreciate you guys again with Thanksgiving. Uh, we like, we're definitely thankful for everybody listening. The show has seemingly blown up this year, which is, which is awesome. You know, our, our Periscope feed has, has been pretty, pretty big. Uh, the, the analytics that have come from it, YouTube has, has gotten pretty big. So uh, we appreciate all of you guys. It's what keeps us doing it every week. I don't know about you, AJ, but uh, I, I definitely, I definitely keep going because uh, everybody that watches. You know, if we if we didn't have a whole lot, I'd probably be like, nah, let's just skip this week. <laughs> but I I like everybody. I yeah, I mean, I uh, we've come a long way. It's been five years, and we've gotten a lot of uh, a lot of listeners now, and it's 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 really uh, turned into something fun. I mean, it's always been fun for us, but now we have more of a reason to keep doing it. And exactly. uh, we thank you all. So cheers to everybody. Have a safe I'm and happy here, long cheers, holiday. Weekend. <laughs> what the f- rookie. Um, sorry. I thought I would have a center. I can't have a second one. Well, I didn't think it'd be an hour and a half show. Leave me alone. Should have my fault. Should have known better. Well, well yeah, yes. Kind of my fault. Um, <laughs> yes, it was. Okay. Okay. Taste on ramp. Anyway, right. um, but yeah, we we uh, we greatly appreciate the <laughs> listeners, the support, and um, keep listening, keep supporting us. We'll keep being here. So have a great holiday weekend. Stay safe. Stay socially distanced. Wear your masks. Science is truth. <laughs> Cheers. We just lost ten followers. All right, please. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. All right, cue the music. Peace. <laughs>